Welcome, I'm Linda McHenry, host of Taking the Mystery Out of Insurance. Thanks for joining me. Today is Tuesday, June 30th, 2020, and this is episode number 11. How does homeowner's insurance work when working from home? If you'd like more information about who I am, what I do, my books, YouTube channels, and podcasts, visit my website at lindamchenry.com. The podcast page also offers you the opportunity to submit questions for each week's Q&A section of the podcast or to request a guest spot. You might also want to check out my book, Taking the Mystery Out of Business, which discusses what I view as the nine fundamentals for professional success. You can find it on Amazon in paperback and as an ebook. Now let's talk about how your client's homeowner's insurance does and doesn't cover them when they work from home. First thing to keep in mind is that the homeowner's policy was designed to ensure personal risks, not commercial risks, such as working from home. There are only two places in the homeowner's policy that specifically grant coverage for any type of business exposure. The first place is in section one of the policy under property coverage. In this section of the policy, there's a listing of special types of property to which special limits apply. And one of them is business personal property. And the limit can range anywhere from $1,000 to $2,500 typically, but again, everybody's policy is different. And the definition of business personal property can be different as well. The next place we find the coverage grant is really an exception to the business exclusion in section two of the liability portion of the policy. And in that exclusion, there are three exceptions, meaning liability coverage is provided if the insured rents their house out occasionally as a residence, right? So if your house is along the route of the Boston Marathon and you decide to rent your house this week to somebody from Switzerland who's competing, that's fine. If you want to rent rooms out to one or two roomers or boarders, that's okay. If you want to rent out part of your residence premises, it could be a room in your house, it could be part of your garage, it could be a room in your barn, as a private garage, meaning a car used privately or personally, or for use as an office, studio, or school. And then there's another exclusion, an exception to the business exclusion, that applies to any business operated by an insured who's under age 21, but it only applies if it's a part-time or occasional self-employed business with no employees. So other than those circumstances, the unendorsed homeowner's policy isn't going to provide business coverage. So here are the issues. Okay, with property coverage, you want to keep in mind that if your clients don't own the work equipment, computers, etc., they're using at home, there might be a conflict between the employer's insurance and the insurance that they have. Because the insurance on their policy for business property that they don't own is very limited. And even if you add an endorsement, it's going to only be capped at about 10,000. The commercial policy that the employer has is going to limit business personal property off premises, meaning off the insured's premises, which would be the employer. An employee's home is not an insured premises unless it's listed. You know, so again, every commercial lines policy is going to have a different limit for off premises property. And there may be specific either coverage grants or exclusions for property at the homes of employees. All right. So that's the first thing that you want to think about. Now, some homeowner policies will allow the insured to add an endorsement again to insure business property that the client doesn't own. But again, it's going to be capped. So the best thing to do is check with the employer to see what kind of property coverage they will provide. Now, if the insured 
is using their own computer and their own equipment, you're still going to have an issue because many homeowner policies limit coverage for any property used primarily for business. So again, even if it's the client's own property, you may see a cap of $2,500. So again, you want to look into that. The next big issue has to do with liability coverage. And this is a bigger problem because your client doesn't have any liability coverage for business when they're working from home because it doesn't fit into those rental situations. So that unendorsed policy provides no liability coverage. Now, the employer probably does have liability coverage. However, some commercial lines policies require that all known locations be listed on the policy for coverage to apply, which would mean the employer would need to list the addresses of all the employees working from home, or they'd need to have some other endorsement or statement or some understanding with the insurance company that 40 employees are working from home for the liability coverage to extend to each of those locations. A lot of your clients say, well, gee, I'm working from home and, and you know, I don't, I don't have anybody visit me. Well, maybe clients mis visit, maybe they don't. But UPS and FedEx will deliver. The Postal Service will deliver. And if they're delivering business mail or packages, it's going to be hard to, to say they weren't there on business if one of those individuals gets hurt. The other thing is, is you, you know, people can show up at your house without your permission. A client can show up. Somebody can be asking questions. A fellow worker and a boss can stop by. So again, the liability situation is, is important. And, and even if you can add a homeowner's endorsement to extend business liability coverage, it's only going to be premises liability. It's going to be for anything that takes place there. It's not going to be for cyber liability. It's not going to be for products liability if the insured is selling products. Um, it's not going to be for employment practices liability or any other kind of liability. So again, remember, any endorsement that's added to the homeowner's policy for liability coverage will be premises only. So if the insured works from home but goes to the post office or goes out to buy office supplies or occasionally goes out to see a client or conduct business, none of that is going to be covered. So my best advice is to very first thing that you want to do is have your clients verify with their employers that their employer's insurance does extend coverage to business personal property off its premises and specifically at that employee's home. And that it also extends liability coverage to the employee's home. Again, you know, the commercial policies provide worldwide liability coverage, but sometimes if it's employees or it's one of their known locations, you're going to have a problem. And then the second thing would be to issue personal lines endorsements as necessary or there is actually an in-home business endorsement that does provide commercial lines coverage. There's an ISO version of it, and I'm sure that many other carriers provide that as well. So that's it for what the homeowner's insurance does for people when they're working from home. Now let's do our weekly Q&A. episode, I answer questions submitted by listeners. This week, Ed asked, Hey, Linda, I rescued a three-year-old mixed-breed dog. She's a great dog. She's wonderful with my kids. But I had a hard time finding homeowner's insurance because she's a German Shepherd Husky mix. I thought insurance companies could only refuse to insure pit bulls. What's up with this? Well, Ed, insurance companies for a very long time 
have been publishing in their underwriting guidelines dog breed restrictions. And you're going to see them vary by insurer and vary by state. Basically, though, what they're looking at is breeds of dogs that are responsible for the majority of the serious injury claims. Last I heard, something like $40 million of dog bite claims have been paid on an annual basis in recent years. So obviously most of the dogs that are on the breed restriction lists are going to be larger dogs. And and you might have a mixed breed, and I think everybody understands that mixed breeds usually have more relaxed temperaments than purebreds do. However, each dog is different, each company is different, each breed restriction is different. So clearly the carriers you ran into had problems with claims involving German Shepherds and Huskies. So once upon a time, it was just the pedigrees, you know, the purebred Rottweilers, Dobermans, German Shepherds that we had issues with. But now we're seeing the mixed breeds. We're seeing obviously the wolf-dog hybrids and, and other stuff. So again, these restrictions are the direct result of dog breeds that are involved in bite claims. So once we see those change, then you might see a lessening of the breed restrictions. So that's it for this episode. Once again, if you'd like to learn more about me and what I do, or you want to find out about my podcast, YouTube channels, and blog, visit my website at lindamchenry.com. My book about the nine fundamentals for professional success, taking the mystery out of business, is now available from Amazon, and you can find out about that on my website as well. Remember, clueless is a dangerous place to be. Tune in next time as we investigate some more insurance mysteries together. (laughs) 